Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Words of Crom. As usual, I'm Dan. Well, Stuart. Nick. And once again, I'd like to remind everyone to become a fan of Words of Crom on Facebook. Simply type in Words of Crom and follow us on Twitter at Words of Crom. I think we need to say this more often because we've had precisely zero followers. No, we have. Since no, the last no since the last podcast, we have had two followers. On Twitter. No, on Twitter. Oh. Okay, on Twitter, please follow us. I uh, can't even say the word properly. On Twitter, please follow us at Words of Crown. That'll win them over. <laughs> Eloquence. <laughs> okay, Dan, so uh, what's best in life? <sighs> Don? Don? Put your phone down. It's time to, to rush your enemies to see them driven from their homes and to <laughs> wrong. Wrong. see them driven. See them driven somewhere. See them driven before you and to hear the lamentations of their women. You cheating fuck. Cheating. Well, how else was I meant to answer that question? By yeah. knowing the answer. By knowing but some spuds. I've not seen well, the film. Some good films. He's I'll not the seen film. the film, yet he's on a podcast called Words of Crom. Which, I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know until after like four episodes why it was called Words of Crom. I also thought it was a misspelling of... And again, I don't even know because I've not played it yet. Uh, there's some being or creature or whatever in Borderlands called Crom with a different spelling. Would that, would that be correct? No, I don't know. No, no. There's also a band called Crom. With a C? Oh. Yeah. Okay. And now we know. Yeah. Well, you don't really know. You just pretend to. I don't know. Yeah, but now we know. I stumbled so. across what would have been the perfect theme tune for it. What? Crom by Arnokor. Yeah, I love that song. Anarchor, in fact, Anarchor are proud followers of this on Facebook, aren't they? Indeed they are. So, big shout out to Anarchor, who are the greatest band of all time. They are the greatest band of all time. Colourful symmetry. Are we sucking up there because they follow us? No, they actually are no, the greatest the band of all time. Brilliant. And why do they follow us? Because they're called Anarchor. Does this uh, have to be explained? Does this have to be explained? No, right, they no, follow right, us, yeah. right. because. Well, Do they follow us because one of you suggested they follow us, or did they do it off their own backs? Well, they're, they're friends on Facebook. Yeah, they're so individual members. members. Yeah, we've been to see them. And uh, how many followers do they have? Probably By several more than thousand. Us, several thousand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fans. They do, they do world tours. Okay, fans of Arnokar, become a fan of Words of Crime. You won't be listening to this because you haven't listened because you're just a fan of Arnokar, but if you are listening, become a fan. I feel next time Arnokar are in the UK, we after that weak ass plug. <laughs> I feel we should get them actually onto the podcast. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm sure they'll. Yeah. We should <laughs> want to. Words well. of Crom t-shirts printed up and all going yeah. uniform. Yeah. Words uh, of Crom are actually one of the, the. Well, they are the greatest band of all time. You just call them Words of Crom. <laughs> sorry, sorry. What Words of Crom? Arnold Car. I've, ne- I've never encountered a band that are so like into the fans mm-hmm. that that Arnold Car. You don't see Coldplay go at the levels. You that don't get on either. stage with Coldplay. Yeah, and then I instantly fell over. I, rec- I recommend one Coldplay song in the last podcast, and suddenly you're all, "Oh, Dan likes Coldplay. Oh, that's more." Well, they are they are immensely middle class and safe. It's you know, to, you know to, your mum looking at a picture of you though, you can tell you're a, a Coldplay fan. <laughs> it's cardigan. It's cardigan music. Wait, but stop, stop, stop! How can you tell I'm middle class? <laughs> I didn't say that. We didn't say. You, that. Just, you that. just said you can look at a photo of me or something. So you're, you're, you're a Coldplay fan. fan. And then you automatically go into middle class. You so. t- what? You can tell this makes me look like a Coldplay fan. No, you. I'm wearing a Foo Fighters hoodie, and I have no. Your face. To be fair, I have long. Your demeanour. I have long hair well, and a beard. Let's put Wait, this out there. Hang about. I have medium to long length level hair and a beard. How do I look like a Coldplay fan? Because you look harmless. Gosh. <laughs> You'd be the first to like wither in a bank robbery. I wouldn't. 
You would. You'd, you'd urinate on yourself. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> just before they're going to grease all, all the hostages because the police are outside, they'd look at you and go, fucking, it ain't even worth it. <laughs> this is coming from one of the greatest cowards I've ever met, okay? You're the kind of person, if you were in a bank robbery and they started saying, right, who's going to suck cock? You would be first in line going, no, I'll suck it, just don't shoot me. And don't take my money. <laughs> <laughs> I suspect the cock sucking would come from you before it would come from me. Well, this really brings, brings <laughs> it really wasn't. Perfect segue into this week's question. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> no, this is this is a good one oh, because it involve it doesn't directly involve you. Yeah. You, you'll have to choose your words probably carefully. Okay. From the same person who asked the question last week, which we had to edit out. So it's kind because it was absolutely grotesque. Some of the stuff Dan was saying. Can yeah, I mean, I, I can't look at him the same anymore. Yeah. Howdy, boys. <laughs> so, if one, if one of the other three of us was uh, to no. come, no, you don't know what it is. You're, you're going to ask if one of you guys came out. Who, who would it be, and why? Wait, is the question who would I want to come out? Not want to. Who would you think? think if would if come one out of us three was to come out as gay, yes, who would it be and why? So, oh, right. if you oh. were to put money on it, yeah. which you wouldn't do, because yes. that'd be foolish. I thought, I thought, <laughs> the, <laughs> I thought the question, I thought the question was going to be horrible. Like, uh, who would you nosh off? <laughs> if that's where your mind goes to, Dan. <laughs> um, who do I think would be gay out of the three of you? To be fair, I'm at a disadvantage because I'm wearing a Hello Kitty blanket. <laughs> uh, honestly. He <laughs> <laughs> keeps looking at says yeah. eyeing us all. Uh, honestly, I guessed you. Why is that? Because. Taking the gospel. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up. Because uh, you're soft. Uh, hear me <laughs> out. Fuck! You're, uh, you're, you're a soft man. Uh, you, you could be a good gay bear. You know, you're one of those bear gays. Uh, <laughs> He's a bigger fucking bear than I am! Yeah, but you know, you like, you know... Stuart be an otter. What's an otter? It's an animal. I know what an otter is, but it's, what's an otter in a sexual like sense? If a gay, if a bear is fat, hairy, gay, an otter is thin, hairy, gay. Well, Stuart, you can wish to be thin. Uh, You'd be a fucking twink in your yeah. way. I wouldn't. You would. You would. You know, you know. Again, you guys make it out like I'm super thin. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a slim gentleman. Uh, you could play a crack addict in a film. I could absolutely. Right then. However, the thin However, I'm really not that thin. You know, it's just, uh, you know, I'm perfectly proportioned. I just, I'm slender. Anyway, yes, uh, I, I think Stu, just because he's of the nicest, softer disposition, he's a coward, and... Uh... <laughs> what are you saying about the gay people, Dan? Homosexuals aren't intrinsically cowardly. Well, you know what, you know what, yeah, you know what, let me back. Can I backpedal? No. no. Well, I am. Too bad I'm backpedaling. Uh, I take that back, what I just said, because for every, uh, for every cliche womanly gay, you get an uber-macho, hard-ass gay who you would not have a fight with. But again, you're not that type of gay, Stu. Uh, you know, you're a normal gay. You know, you're a, you're a Scott Mills gay. You know, you wouldn't necessarily question that you're gay. You know, Scott, Scott Mills, the Radio One person, is gay. He's yeah. gay. He's a fucking twat. He's not. How is he, he a twat? He's a disgusting human being. On, on what grounds? Now that's gonna make you sound like a homophobe. On what grounds is he a disgusting human being? <laughs> <laughs> 
I just uh, I had to listen to his radio show when I drove home from work, and it was like it was a, an actual chore not to Isn't just that... hurtle my car into a brick wall and when you, it all. When you could have put it on Radio Two, there's nothing else. Oh, Radio Two with Chris Evans at that time. Uh, Scott Miller's on in the afternoon. Chris Evans is on in the morning. At the time when I was listening to it, I don't think he was. He was on the evening. Well, on how, the morning. how recently was this? Fucking years. Well, lineups do change. Right. Yeah. So clearly both of us are wrong. Anyway, uh, what? <laughs> it's okay, Stu. You're all right. Um, anyway, yes, yeah, I like Scott Mills. I like. So I'd be the most gay out of anybody purely because I'm supposedly cowardly. And I'm it's, just, it's just you know, Nick. I don't see. No offense, Nick. I don't see you as oozing macho-ness because you don't. Macho insult coming from Dan. Uh, hear me out. Nick I, the fighter. I don't. See, I don't see Nick oozing macho-ness, and I think you'll agree wearing a Hello Kitty blanket. Um, you know, actually, maybe Nick's luxurious long hair would be uh, would would be a great feminine gay quality. I don't think I'd make a good gay because there's a standard level of hygiene that I would not prepared to meet. No, I'm not pretty enough to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too I'm, rough. I'm, I was honestly waiting for one of you I guys. I could maybe be like one of those cowboy gays, like in Brockback, <laughs> but nothing else. Nothing else. And yeah. even then, even they are probably more badass than than Coldplay. What about Simon Amstel? What about him? He's a, he's a nice, normal gay fellow. Is he, he gay? Was, yeah. yeah it looks like you. No. Well, he's got your uh, He does look like a boy. Uh, he's he's got. He's my, got you know, the same kind of physique. <laughs> yeah. You know, really, like a you, know, boy. you know what really annoys me? Uh, you have the same hair as someone, and suddenly you look like that someone. Oh, you look like James Blunt. Oh, you look like Sebastian Vettel. Oh, you look like all these people with different faces. You just have to have the same fucking. <laughs> you look exactly like no, Sebastian Vettel. You do I, look like Vettel. I don't look like Vettel. You do look like Vettel. I look more like Nick Heidfeld. Who the fuck is Nick Hyde? Another Formula One driver. A less good one. <laughs> so you'd rather you'd rather be Nick, you'd rather be mistaken for a chump as opposed to like a look champion. Heidfeld, because I don't know what he looks like, but I suspect that um, he doesn't look like you. But you'll well, perhaps want to look like him. I think you don't. You say that you don't look like Vettel because Vettel isn't that um, traditionally good looking. Oh, and you won't you won't have it. I, well, I don't look like So Vettel. I think I don't know you what Heidfeld looks like but I think you're picking Heidfeld because um, I bet you he's better looking than Thingy so firstly I don't look like Vettel you do secondly even if I did which I don't I'm still better looking than any, anyone else in this room so you know as I, in your mind in your over inflated opinion it's obvious though well it is right See. out of the four of us who's currently got a girlfriend only one person only one and is it you no right <laughs> If I wanted to lower my standards... No, no. You do I, not look like him. Do you know who Vettel so, looks like? I don't look like Sebastian Vettel. You, you do. It's, do you know who Vettel looks like? Yeah. You've shown me a picture of him. And Nick said no. I think you do. There's a resemblance. Not as bad as you. You can look like someone and not be the spitting image. As I said earlier, Nick's got a look of Chris Hemsworth. I want uh, fucking... He does not. He does not. He has a look of him. I don't know what bit. Maybe his toes do. Okay. I was going more for the first. It's not. It's not. A, it, it, that's not the first. You know, the first person to mention that film. So thank you. There you are. Anyway, Sebastian Vettel's got a hot girlfriend. So, whatever. Are you living your life through a Formula One driver who doesn't know you, <laughs> just because you kind of look like him? 
Whatever. You just justified it because he's got a hot girlfriend. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Superficial. What's he got to do with anything? He's a rich Formula One driver. I'm sure that's got nothing to do with his relationship. A little bit. Not just as much as James Plum. Yeah. Just displaying yeah. a picture uh, of James Plum. Uh, it's the fucking hair. It's the fucking hair. I'd change it. It's the smile you. as well, kind of. No, can I see? Uh, you know what? I like. You know what? I like my hair. Okay, girls like my hair. The hair is staying. I just don't like being compared to other people who happen to have the same fucking hair. Especially massive twats like James Blunt. <laughs> yes. I actually thought James Blunt was quite uh, a decent chap when the, he was on Top Gear. Isn't he the gimp who did the I'm Beautiful song? Yep. You're beautiful. Yeah. And he deserves to die death. <laughs> Sorry, he could be the nicest guy in the world. But, but he was, a, he was, in, he was, was he a tank driver. He was, in, he was in the army of some... He was something, some reg- he was something regarding yeah, tanks. He was a right fucking Rupert, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> What does that even mean? The Rupert is an officer. <laughs> oh, right, okay. And He's an officer, so therefore he never tried... I was buzzed, you don't mean... I, I got, went to university with a guy who wanted to be an officer, and he was, shall we say, not up for the task. He was weak, and if he potentially had become an officer, I always felt that I don't think I'd have been comfortable had I been one of his soldiers following him because of that oh. respect. <laughs> oh man, that's anticlimactic. That's good for the radio audience. Yeah, though. yeah. Cheers, Dan. Sorry, I was reading something which will make no sense to anyone. Again, reading Stuart's messages without. Uh, yeah. mm. What can without I say? What can I say? He's, an, he's a fascinating person. Yeah, with fascinatingly dark secrets. Yeah, I do. Anyway, Dan, you said you had something to talk talk to us about. Uh, basically, in the last episode of Words of Chrome, there was also something else that got cut out. Uh, I got, I received a parking ticket uh, and and lost the appeal. And this week, I did something else stupid with my car. Uh, I ran out of petrol on my way to work, and Fucking the, and, bio. and the car cut out on the way to work. I was nowhere near a petrol station. So I wouldn't say it's a school by error. I'd say it's a woman's error. It's also not a school boy, yeah, because school boys can't drive cars. <laughs> so what happened It's then? more of a term, boys. What did you do? What happened? Basically, I don't have your standard fuel gauge uh, in my car, you know, with the... Uh, Is it a digital? It's digital bars, yeah. So uh, so when it gets down to low fuel, I go onto my last bar. Now, I thought it was my, like my last car, where... The more drastically you need fuel, the more and more it will beep at you and the closer the beeps will get. It's like, okay, okay, stop nagging me, I'll get petrol. This one, it turns out, doesn't do that, uh, which I found out the hard way on Monday morning. And, uh, so it just cut out? It, yeah, it was horrible. I was, I was doing 40 miles an hour and then suddenly... Did you lose, like, brakes and steering and everything? Uh, was it proper squeaky bum moment? I was able. I was able to pull over. I had to pull over into a bus lane, which was very inconvenient. And then, because uh, it was seven in the morning as well, because I was. Everyone was looking at you. No, because it was seven in the morning. There was no one about. That's the problem. I had to wait forever for a student to come along. He happened to be waiting at the bus stop for his bus. I had to wait for a student to come along to help me push the car off the road, so that I could then go off and fucking get. Fucking student, being lazy, sauntering over. Well, do you some not, help, mate? Yes, please, I do need some help there. You've not got a particular large I was going to ask, did a grown-up man come and help you out? <laughs> I, uh, did a grown-up help? I, 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 <laughs> what was yeah. the resolution? How, how did you get fuel in the car? 
Right, well, I got the students help me move the car because uh, obviously I couldn't keep it on that road, and the nearest corner I could turn it around was like a massive steep ditch. So I had to be, uh, so I had to be in the car obviously to be able to steer it around the corner and then get. You the got some car. fucking student push him while you're sweating. <laughs> yeah, how do you, how, right? I had to steer the car off the road, didn't I? So right, you know, so you stand in the doorway yeah. and hold the steering wheel and help the hand. fucker out. Well, he did a good job. Anyway, I uh, managed to move the car to a nice clear area. And then, mercifully, my mum happened to have come off. Uh, my mum. My mum finished her night shift. Perfect timing. And uh, picked me up on her way home from work. And uh, she was able to take me to a petrol station. Cost seven quid just to get a canister to put petrol in it. And. Uh, Do you not have one like emergency in the back of your no. car? No, you can't. You're not, well, you're not. They don't only last three months, anyway. Petrol stored. Does it? Apparently. I did not know yeah, that. It does. What are you about the last three months? It's not. You, if you put fuel in your car and it, you've been storing it for over three months, then it may not work. Oh. Apparently. Okay. Not to say, not, they have a shelf life. Yeah, it's got a shelf life. Yeah, but, uh, Bit milk. Yeah, yeah. but you, wouldn't, you wouldn't keep a canister full of petrol in your car. You'd keep no. an empty canister, sure, but you wouldn't keep a canister full of petrol. Like, anyway, should Depends se- what you're up to. Should said incident happen again, which it won't, I now have a canister. And there you go. But the annoying thing is, I've been doing my Christmas hours, so I can guarantee my Christmas holiday. And I ended up being two hours late to work, uh, which then meant I had to work... I had to then work extra hours over the next three days just to be able to get that two hours back in so I could get my four-hour shift on Friday. But you know what? I persevered, and I got to finish off for Christmas before you guys. Did your mum ground you? No, she didn't. <laughs> Does your mum even love you, Stu? When was the last time you spoke to her? Um, two days ago. What did you say? Oh, hello. You didn't even go round today, this morning, when you left ours. They don't That's want him there. lost it. And they don't want him there. She comes out... Because he's a grown man. <laughs> that, because she looks at him and goes, what a complete failure you turn out to be. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Yeah, yeah. What did your mum think when she's like... Did you, get a, did you phone her up? Yeah, I had to. So you you, you ran out of petrol. Yeah. You had to get someone to push your car out the road for you. A child. Yeah. <laughs> a child pushed you around the bend while you sat in your car. Uh, hello, I said a student. Okay, it could have been a mature. It could have been a mature. It could have been a child. What was it? It was a school child, wasn't it? Was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> so you got a teenager to help you, out, yep. and then you rang your mum. You couldn't have just walked to a, a petrol station. Yeah, because I was far away from the nearest petrol station. It would have been over a half an hour Uber. walk. Thank you for pointing out my accent. It would have been over a half an hour. Why not call a taxi? <sighs> oh, why not just do the half an hour walk? You got like yeah, not because yeah. hello because again time was of the essence. Okay, by the time I got in work, which was you two know, hours late. Which was two hours late, yeah. Just like, I had to again. I had to wait ages just for someone to come along so I could. Well, move in the that car. time, was that more? Was that wait more than half an hour? Yes. So you could have walked to the petrol station. No, in half I, an hour. no, I could have. The back. chance, the chance of the car being, you know, again, because after the whole getting the parking ticket last week and everything, I don't want a chance. The one time I have to leave my car in a stupid area, I don't want a chance coming back and it's been ticketed or clamped, you know. So I wanted to stay with my car, I made the right decision, I stick by it, and I still got my Christmas holiday. Are you on Christmas holiday? No. It's not going to do anything. Fuck you. I don't want a Christmas holiday. I could have booked them. I didn't want them. What a sad existence. Not really. But he would have yes. used his holidays. What a sad existence day. for all those Muslims out there, all those Jews. 
We were at work when he was on, on his leave. Ah, fuck you. Right, what's your point? Well, what's your point? I'd rather be off. Yeah, you You booked a holiday and he doesn't have that day off. No. He booked a holiday and you didn't have that day off. I've not booked a holiday. I use flexible hours. I've, I've built up flexible hours so I can take flexible days off work. Right. That's the disadvantage when of he, working when in he a warehouse was... where I can't choose when to... I don't know what, I'll come in at 10 o'clock today. Yeah. I can't do that because I have a job with definitive hours. Well, you could still take time off for Christmas. If I wanted to. But you didn't want to. I didn't want to. Are you taking time off for Christmas? Yeah. Are you taking time off for Christmas? Yes. Okay, settled. Most people want time off for Christmas. But you're not but, most people. But not, so. Well, I I'd imagine mo- most, Chinese, most Chinese people want time off for Christmas, do you think? I uh, wouldn't have thought so. What about most Muslims? Mm-hmm. Most uh, Indians? Incidentally, you Shaf, you, you can, you're welcome for the free day off. Is a Muslim friend from Munich, and he every year sends out a thank you for the free day off to, <laughs> to everyone on Facebook. And now we know. Yeah, I'd rather have time off when I'm when I want it, i.e., birthday. Like I've booked my birthday week off. You've got it off now, so I can go to New York. I'd much rather do nice. that than go. Hmm. Designated festive period upcoming. Must book holidays. I always have my birthday off anyway, so it still doesn't. Yeah. What what time of year? August. It's going to be nice. sweltering. Yeah, it will be. Badass. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I would be as well. Come along, if you want. <laughs> I could probably come along. You and your filthy lucre. No, I've been spending a lot recently. I've um obviously it'd be so, Christmas. Had to buy presents. And so stuff. Stu's going. Nick's invited. What about me? I don't think you deserve to go now. <laughs> After you've insulted me for please, when I'm please, choosing my holidays. Please edit tumbleweed sound. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just hear a bell in the distance? Yeah, sad bastards. <laughs> so is that your story, Dan? Yeah, pretty much. But uh, I knew I knew it would make you guys laugh and mock me. So I thought I'd share <laughs> thank you, thanks for that. <laughs> You've had some bad luck with your car. <laughs> That's not bad luck. No, this one was stupidity. The thing yeah. is, I got the warning on uh, Friday afternoon. Took it out Friday night, which was ironically seeing you guys. Took it out Saturday night. Took it out Sunday daytime. And in none of those times chose to refuel it. So it's what was this last yeah, week? Say again. Was this last week? Yeah. It was literally just this Monday. Inside, the thought was, again, because I thought I'd get the beep, beep, beep thing, which obviously I didn't. At least it's a mistake you'll probably never make again. Never make again. Uh, would you put money on that? I wouldn't. I would. No. I, in that car? As, yeah, as, as the car owner, I, I would. I think he's got some more sense about it. Thank you. Oh, a rare me. compliment, thank you. Yeah, you're alright, yeah. <laughs> I've, it's I've, it's I've also compliment. got um, petrol gauge balls, because I filled my car up from three quarters managed to put 40 litres of fuel in and apparently my car's only got a 40 litre tank so fuck knows how much petrol I've actually got my cage is now reading half a tank but I've done 270 miles something like that so, so that imply- roll the dice I might be able to get to work so I'm confused does that imply that you've got less fuel than you thought or more fuel than you thought well I've either got a TARDIS tank for pe- filling the petrol up with or my gauge is wrong it's but- an analogue gauge well, I, I got confused during that story. Does your tank imply that you've got more petrol than you have, or less yeah, petrol? Yeah, oh, Okay, well, yeah, considerably more. <laughs> because if it's reading right, I could probably do 500 miles on one tank. And I know Paul are pretty good going, but that's ridiculous. Right? How much did that cost? 
50 quid. I did have 10p off a litre though. And uh, how often do you refuel that? Like, say once a month? Once a month, yeah. Right, that's the same as me. So that's that, that's still about the same price that you would pay on bus fare. However, on I bus fare you don't pay road tax insurance. Yeah, I don't, if, I, if my bus breaks <clears> down, <throat> I get off. There's it. a guy at work who's um, he's had to recently move in with his, I think it's his brother-in-law, or his sister-in-law, one of the two, in Manchester. And uh, it works the same hours as I do. But it takes him about two hours to get on. Because he has to get a train from my starting to Manchester, then a bus from Manchester to wherever the fuck he lives. And it costs him like 100 and something pound a month just Maybe. to get to work. Just in two hours. To me, the money. In two hours. The money isn't the problem for me, it's the fucking time. I I hate wasting time. Two hours? Like, like, you can get Birmingham in two hours. I'd just like to say as well that I bought my parents a chippy that night after the after my mum helped me with my petrol that morning. Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah, just just you do a good deed and it gets rewarded with chips apparently. <laughs> what did the student get? Did you catch his name? You know what? Honestly, if I'd had a fiver in my wallet, <laughs> I'd have, had I'd have given him a couple I'd have of I'd have <laughs> if I'd had a fire in my wallet, I'd have happily given him a fire where he had to settle for a handshake. Why don't you take his address and say... Did you not give him a signed photo? Yeah. I'm sure your glove box will be full of them. I, had my bi- I could have given him a business card, actually. I've got business cards in my pocket. <laughs> for oh, the well. teenager, damn, that could lead to prison. Yeah, you'd be on a register if you did that. <laughs> yeah. Ah, well, just as well, then. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, giving money would be quite, could be quite bad as well. I think, I think you played it well by giving him nothing and just zooming off. Anyway, <laughs> no, just waiting for, him, waiting waiting for his mum. Look, what's done is done. <laughs> you know, you can mark, but my mum loves me. And, uh, you know, my my mum loves me. And, uh, and I what, uh, what argument is that? Because I reckon I'm going to get better Christmas presents than you are. Fucking hell. <laughs> I'm older you. <laughs> yeah, my mum doesn't have to buy my love. My you probably will anyway, since you're all middle class, apparently. <laughs> you're the one who says I'm middle class. I didn't say you're middle you middle class. You said... Well, you'll be able to listen to it back. You said, said... nothing no, of the sort. No, you said... I feel another edit coming in. You said, off the record, this was never recorded, you said that I was too middle class to reverse a lorry. That was ages ago. <laughs> it, was all, it was like two weeks ago. <laughs> I stand by it. You agreed. I don't think so. I... <laughs> I, you know, for everybody you, that you, is listening like in, a, a proper... the actual the actual thing I said was there'd be a, a cab driver, not a cab driver, but a guy a driver in his cab looking around struggling and needing help to help him back out. He'd see Dan and then think twice about asking him for help and just wait for someone <laughs> else to come along. That is the accusation I made. And, and you said, true. and you said it's because I look or sound or appear, whatever your justification was, too middle class. Yes. Whatever. I'm sorry, I've just been mesmerised by that watch. It looks like it's solar powered. Awesome. It is. A solar powered watch? I want. They claim that you don't ever need to have a battery, but I think there'd be a big, should be a big asterisk next to that. What happens right to your battery break? We live in an overcast yeah. country. Solar power still works, it doesn't need it just tops brilliant it sunlight. It's not yeah. a solar, it's a proper watch battery, but every time that you're in daylight, it's topping it back up. Right. If you went to space, technically. You're closer to the sun, potentially. No. Potentially. 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 Wait, okay. f- wait. There's more chance of you not being close to the sun, though. 
there's more space beyond where we currently are than there is closer to the sun from where we are. That make any sense. So if you were to randomly appear somewhere in space, chances are you, that chance of you being well, yeah, obviously, if you randomly right then. appear, except if but we don't randomly appear in space. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we get yes. blasted up into <laughs> space. Also, uh, also, if he was in our solar system, he'd have a gravitational pull pulling him in the direction of the sun anyway. So, um, yeah. wrong. No, it'd be the planet. Yeah. So if he's next to Pluto, he'd go to Pluto rather than to the sun. Whatever, Pluto, Pluto's path path will still be. Uh, you know, we'll still be... Science went down, Winwood. <laughs> you know what, I didn't... Science was not my strong suit, so fuck off. <laughs> Driving, science... <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a perfectly good driver, I just happen to have made a stupid mistake on Monday. Um, and the, and the t- week before. No, the, that was not my fault. For people who don't know, I got a parking ticket, not my fault. I followed a friend's <laughs> car, followed a friend's car, she allegedly knew where we were going, clearly not. Her fault. Do you want me to tell my favourite Dan Winwood driving story? Yes, I don't. Do. It's not. It's not a bad one, Dan. It's not a bad one. Um, I don't understand it. No, I'm sure you'll figure out which one it is. Uh, it's about. Is it about two? When did we film the photographer? Two summers ago. Two so summers ago. Two and a half years. It ago. Was, actually, it was only. Um, I think it might have been then. You'll have to remind me, Dan. We were we were filming this short film called The Photographer in this area called. Um, I forgot the name of it now. Just Rivington. Rivington. And this is like a really nice forested area. So Dan uh, graciously drove me up there as we go and scout oh, the locations. Oh, I know this. Did he charge you? No. No, no he didn't. Uh, Dan's never charged me for, for petrol and I'm very grateful. I never charge people for petrol. I would only ever charge people <coughs> for petrol if we were going on like a big journey to, say, Liverpool or whatever. Other than that, people don't get charged yeah. for petrol. And you should know, my friend, because I've driven you to Manchester. Yes, he has. A few times, too. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, you're gay. But uh, yeah, so we'll be returning to this. But no, that's fine. So we're driving up to Rivington. It's it's getting quite dark, and now Rivington to get up to where like the this sort of like rustic car park is. It's like a big long country road with trees on either side, and at the end of this road, there's like a turn off that leads you to the small secluded concrete car park. Concrete car park. So me and Dan were up there. (coughs) Pardon me. I distinctly remember it because we had the Inception soundtrack on. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Which made it all the more scary. Yeah, because it was... The it was all the more dramatic. Keep in mind, typical country, park, forested area, there's no street lights. There's so no the, lights. So the only all. lighting is the headlights of your car. So there's this me, was at night? This was at night, yeah. So we went dogging together. Uh, <laughs> well, the, if you let us continue the story, Stu, you'll find out about the dogging. Uh, the thing is... This is the thing, we, uh, we'd we already been to the, the location in the daytime, uh, but it was the night before the shoot, uh, Nick wanted to refresh his memory as to what angles he needed to film, blah, 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 so I graciously took him took him to Rivington. Anyway, please continue, Nick. Yeah, so we park up, <laughs> and we turn on the the interior light, and we start talking oh uh, for about 20-so <laughs> <some> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> then... We noticed. Did you find we the car surrounded by? No, 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 no. Then we notice, you know, the the solitary headlights of another car coming up the road farther, farther down, and it comes up. It came round, came into this car park, went round us once, drove drove round us, looked in, looked into us, and then drove round again, and then parked up behind us, and then turned off all its lights. 
the thing is, right, this is the thing that we didn't realise. Uh, basically, when he first came in the car park, he drove be past the car behind us, and then his headlights disappeared, and we thought, yeah. oh, we'll see him come round this yeah. side at any minute. He didn't come back round. And I was like, what's going on here? Now, keep in mind, we only had the interior light on in my car. I turned my headlights back on, uh, which illuminates his car. He's parked to the side and was clearly watching us. He went, okay, time to leave. And then we skedaddled. And as we left... He followed. He followed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the... the Turn the inception off, put some getaway music. <laughs> the soundtrack was perfect, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the soundtrack was perfect. We had Dream is Collapsing by Hans Zimmer playing in the background and it was it was it was thematic. Which I feel should be the theme of the podcast. Mm. Ah. Get away from some some metal. As much as I like the music we've been having recently for the the, po- the podcast. Head PE fan. Oh, I've seen Head PE live before. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh at download two thousand one. We've seen him in the basement of Academy. <laughs> we scared the shit out of Jared. By being really fucking drunk and like really, really happy to meet him, but when you've had a skimful, your inhibition meter gets turned off, so you just start gushing on things. So he was surrounded by two six foot, put, six foot plus men who were drunk and sweating <laughs> and loving in a foreign country. Yeah. That was one of my favourite gig memories was from that gig because it was, uh, was it night walkers and day walkers? Oh, crawlers. Crawlers, yeah. Local <laughs> Manchester band. Either night or day, neither crawl walkers or crawlers or whatever. Either way, top band. We've met the, the singer, and he remembered us from the last time they played with Head P. But they're kind of like the hip hop type of metal. And they had a couple of b boys <laughs> dancing in front of the stage while they were playing. We stood over to the left. This guy's fighting invisible ninjas, kicks out his shoe, flies off, <laughs> hits the roof just above us. And Above us and lands right in front of us. I'm like the only two metalheads there, and we're getting really fucking drunk. And he has to walk over really timidly and get his shoe back. It's just pitch perfect things like when it happens, like, oh fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> Regarding that situation though, with the dogger and uh, Rivington, <laughs> uh, which is what he was, he was clearly a dogger. Clearly doggy. We, uh, we were afraid, when I first turned the headlights on, we were afraid he'd be stood outside the car with like a severed human head in his hands. So, <laughs> that ain't dogging though, that. Yeah, but well, that's what we were afraid. I'm, I'm more comfortable yeah, with the dogging. I'd be more comfortable with the dogging. Would you have preferred to turn on your headlights and he's in front of you with a severed head or a raging head on? Again, a really severely angry one. Uh, worst case scenario would be the two together, I think. So. <laughs> Or with his penis in the severed head. Oh, man. In the neck. Bit. And coming out of the eye socket. <laughs> or through the mouth. <laughs> we, we, I reckon, we I reckon, I reckon in, the, in the course of human history that has happened before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I bet it's happened in, like, Liberia or something. <laughs> anyway, to backtrack to, um, I think it's a bit unfair that we left it with just Dan deciding who's gay. So open the question to everybody. So first to Phil, if one of us three was uh, gay, who would it be? Done with that question. Nick, sorry, mate. I'm sorry, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, all three of you, please explain your answers. You're effeminate. You love I'm, yourself. I'm not really effeminate. And you are. You are. I'm. I'm actually. You know what? You went to drama school. You yeah. did those prancing leaps. 
my request. Uh, you could have said no. Or you could have gone no, I didn't learn that, and lied. <laughs> I'm, I'm a very honest person. I'm also, I'm so honest that, uh, that anyone who knows me truly well, Nick is one of them, anyone who knows me truly well knows that all of these self-loving and all that bravado is just for show. Inside there is actually a... Deep hatred of yourself. <laughs> there is, actually, yes. <laughs> Small get... little boy trying no, to get no. out. A lot of people that haven't come out don't like themselves, and that's part of the depression. Not that they should like themselves, but maybe that's what it is done. Doesn't that sort support really Dan's not. theory of you, though? I'm not, I don't hate myself. Oh, you? I don't know about that. I don't. I like, o- only, awesome. only you can know that, that's for sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you do come across as a mopey, miserable bastard after time. That's because I hate other people. I hate other people. Anyway, uh, anyway, go on. So I, I did performing arts. Uh, I apparently like myself a lot, and I apparently... Uh, what was the other one? Uh, oh, and I'm remember. apparently effeminate, whatever that means. Uh, it means you're, you're womanlike. Now, I know what effeminate means, I just don't know how, I don't know how you think I'm effeminate. You take a lot of pride in your looks, and the other week when uh, we were saying about if we were to win an Oscar... You'd be best wardrobe, and you took great pride in saying, "Yes, well, I do have the best claws," and blah blah blah. Before we started recording this, you sang a song about yourself. No, mm. wait, no, that's, that's unfair. That's unfair. Yes, I did sing a song about myself. <laughs> Plus. To the tune of "To the Tune of Goldfinger," might I add. Oh, uh, that, then that's not um, the, narcissistic. Plus, the purpose the of the song was that I was bored, and I was singing that I was bored because I was having to listen to Iron Maiden. And how did you choose to entertain yourself? By singing. Putting it, when then when they turned Iron Maiden off. And then put what? Metallica on. And then videos of. Uh, no, that no. Uh, <laughs> yes, I put on a video of myself on YouTube. Was it just one, <laughs> or was it more than one? It was two, and I tried to find a third. <laughs> Dan, yes. Would you play a homosexual in a film? Depending on the film, yes. If what it was about, some, if it was something classy like what about Brokeback Mountain? That's like the classic kind of. Uh, you know, I've not seen. I, I can imagine that being. So I'm I'm not homophobic in the slightest, but I I imagine that film but. to. Well, I imagine that film to be not my taste, and uh, I think it's a, I think it's a wicked film. Personally. What was that Channel Four series? Queer as fuck. Uh, was it Queer as fuck? Might be. Yeah, again, that's something I would not want to be part of. No, if it was something a bit classy, With like Marquette like bumming a boy. Mm. Like, um, <laughs> you know, like uh, a little finger. You, you know how we said, like, you know how it came as a surprise to you all that Scott Mills is gay. I knew. Fine, you know, it came to a surprise yeah. to two of you that Scott Miller is gay. Uh, again, all due respect, uh, flamboyant homosexuals. I just, I just, <laughs> I, uh, I just, th- I just, I prefer, I prefer flamboyancy like that. I prefer. You prefer uh, Stephen Fry type gays to, yes. to, um, to Louis Spence type gays. Or yes. Graham Norton. Yeah, well, at least Graham Norton can make, me, make you laugh, I suppose. But, but yes, it's too. Is that I, how you get, it'd get you in bed? I'm not. I'm not big on campness. Oh, I, I, I just. I. I don't dig campness. You know. I. Um, yeah, but like, like surely it, you I, know the story of. Uh, I haven't seen. Here's uh, an example. Back, and they're far from camp. Right. Yeah, I do. Yes, cowboys. Exactly. Everyone loves cowboys. All boys at one point when they were younger wanted to be a cowboy. We have no problem with that. Perhaps not 
Native Americans. <laughs> Fine. Fine, all English boys. Like when we were young boys and we played cowboys and Indians. I didn't play cowboys and Indians. No, I didn't. You played Everything cowboys was and Indians. I played cowboys and Indians. And I even had a revolver. And I'm going to say, now are you a cowboy or an Indian? Well, I had a revolver. So you're a cowboy? So well, no, you I was an Indian that stole it from the corpse of a fallen dead cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you play cowboys and Indians? What did you play at school? Did you play uh, Thunderbirds? If it, if it was anything like that, then it'd be war themed, so it was probably like. World War Two time. When you were five years old. You never played for that. I know. No, you I didn't. I knew lots about fucking war. When you were five years old. Yeah. And all your schoolmates were like, okay, we'll play the Allies. You Nobody play the played. <laughs> you played the Axis forces. <laughs> why is that, why is that harder to believe? To be fair, is it harder to believe that people whose grandparents and shit at that time would have fought in it, My, would you would know about that as a kid more than something that happened... 150, 200 years ago on yeah, another fucking from. continent. Well, TV, obviously. Alright, and there's about, no fucking right, films about right. World War II, isn't there? Right, right, then, not that I'd really right, right. I don't alone. think it's such a stretch that you, that you can uh, when you're a little know boy, that children play a war. Yeah, but when you're a little boy, uh, when you're a little boy, uh, cowboys and Indians, westerns, all that kind of stuff is a lot more visually accessible than Agreed. Than I war. saw a Commando when I was six. Cowboys and Indians has nothing on command. Did you play Thunderbirds? No. I played. To be fair, Thunderbirds. I never played. We played Thunderbirds in my school, and I was always Thunderbird like, two, the best Thunderbird. I liked Thunderbirds. Which no, one Thunderbird one was the best. The green, the one. giant green one, which dropped off myriad of different things that only appeared once. It never, but, most not, but most notably, yeah, yeah. So he never actually did anything. He just dropped off shit. He was basically a glorified courier of lesser <laughs> Thunderbirds. Thunderbird Where? 1 was the king, because he's like the overseer, the lord. Yeah, but you can't call Thunderbird 2 lesser. The worst Thunderbird by far was Thunderbird 5. It's just a space yeah. What, that dweeb in space? Yeah. He's probably going mental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking jacking off in his uniform, because he's that lonely. Oh, did anyone see Please, there'd be emergency, so, please. Really, if we're breaking it down, Thunderbird 1, awesome. Thunderbird 2, courier. Thunderbird 3, buzz service to Thunderbird 5. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thunderbird 4, only Thunderbird useful if there's right, is water. Yeah, only yeah. useful if you have peril in water, yeah. Yeah. Alright, wait, what was the big deal with Thunderbird? What did Thunderbird 1 do? He was the overseer. He'd go out first and oversee and go, right, okay, we need this. He was Come the stormtrooper. He was the daddy. He was Scott. What was his Scott Tracy, that was his name. Did we all... He wasn't called Virgil. Did we all make the mistake of watching the really bad modern remake of the, the, uh, the Thunderbirds no, film a few no. years ago? Was it, did you I didn't miss it, make the mistake of watching the really bad TV series either. Whoa! Yeah, I went there. You know what? To be honest, I don't remember actually being a big fan. I love the TV series. I love Thunderbirds. I uh, like Stingray as well. Stingray was cool. Stingray. Did you watch Captain Scarlet? Stingray. Oh, no, Captain I didn't get Captain Scarlet. Scarlet. That's the one I didn't get. Why? Because it was, was a mortal in it. It was a badass. Yeah, but when I watched it, this is when I was really young. I couldn't quite understand what it was about. Like, yeah, you were playing games of war, yet you couldn't understand that a guy could not die. Nazis bad, you kill them. <laughs> Nazis just, I can, bad, you kill them. I can just see your teachers or your dinner ladies, whoever was in the playground, going, I'm really worried about that Stuart Morrison. Yeah. I keep with, his little, with his little metal helmet this on. talking about I'm, Hitler. I've got a memory <laughs> of, uh, of high school, and it was um, something, it was like, what was it? Social and something, whatever, studies. Like, we had it on a Thursday. 
for like half an hour. What kind of middle class mm. subject is that? No, you, they told you about AIDS and things like that. It was always it was different, all it, it, and it I retained none of it. What Still don't know. It kind of led into what subject was this? Social. Social. You need PSE. PSE. That's one. What does it stand for? Personal and social education. Yeah, that's one. I'm sure it was one of those, and our teacher must have been off whatever. It was one of those rare occasions where the headmaster comes in, and it was about um, the time of the Kosovan War, and um, he was kind of implying, like discussing about stuff, um, that it was a bad thing, and he was kind of implying that um, NATO at the time was doing like too much bombing compared to what they were, and then I stuck my hand up, and I had a discussion about MIGs. And that they've got they've got fighter jets and we've got fighter jets and those fighter jets aren't really old they're like Russian technology so it's a fair fight and then I thought I'm well late life I thought I was about thirteen having a discussion with the headmaster about the legalities of war and whether it's right or not I remember no. dis- distinctly um, I'm probably on a watch list then for the rest of the school career <laughs> I remember from school I had bit in. Um, English wrote a story which was possibly slightly too violent and realistic and my parents were invited in to <laughs> talk to the, uh, the teacher to see if I actually wrote it and if, you know, if it, you know what, what the deal was. Actually, I remember in year five, uh, year five creative writing, I wrote a story and I used the word knobhead and, <laughs> and I got told off for that. I remember distinctly we had like we used to have assemblies uh, on certain days, and there's this guy called Mr. Kremer, and he was about six foot two, had a bald head, and he was the PE teacher, and he was immensely intimidating, and you know he'd shout at you really loudly, and I remember one of the mates he he was talking during assembly, and he slammed his hand down on the desk in front of him so loud that everyone was like, oh fucking hell! But I remember one one assembly where. Um, he talked about the film Train Spotting, and he was going on this massive rant about how ridiculous this film was and how like how stupid drugs were and how you know you should all avoid it and you know you shouldn't watch this fucking film. The only film, the only thing that fucking speech made me do is want to watch this film that I was told <laughs> so venomously. You cannot watch this film; it will fuck up your life. I was like, I need to watch this. Film. How to make kids not do what you want? Tell them not to do something. On one of those days where it's like you can wear your own clothes and you. Watch films and shit. Mm. I don't know if your schools did that. Yeah, um, like, yeah. Well, some put the same. Yeah, right on once. <laughs> at high school. That, that was good. The thing is, if you want to be deterred from taking drugs, watch fucking Trainspotting because it will deter you from taking heroin because it is a miserable, miserable film. You know, so. Oh, go to Scotland. Oh, go to Scotland. Hang on, Scotland's a nice place. Well, parts. Parts of it, yeah. Going back to PSE, um, did you guys ever have any lessons where the teachers were like, right, uh, <coughs> man, uh, do you have any lessons where, where, like, sometimes they did lessons or they showed videos where certain kids or their parents of their kids who didn't want them to watch this video were asked to leave the room? Did you guys ever have that? We had, in, the closest thing was, uh, in science, we watched a video of, uh, birth. Right, thank you. PSE, we watched a birth, okay, and it was a close-up of a woman's lemon, Squeezing out a melon, and uh, it was just, what? You know, when you're tw- when you're twelve years old, it's quite a, a horrible thing to see. That's quite How a horrible you know? thing to Why see at any stage in your life. You say, what did you say, Lester? Why did you have to use like the the descriptions you gave? Why didn't you say she, she had a motto? Oh, 
Because I'm classier than you. Mm. I didn't mistakenly go dogging. I, I think it's important though. It's like you know, I, I think it's important, like, to learn that kind of shit and learn, like, you know, where like meat comes from. Yeah, but kids don't know where the fuck. Yeah, comes but from. the thing I twelve years old. Come on, I remember. It's a very hairy baby bollocks. too, and a very hairy vagina. Bollocks! If you'd like lived on a, or worked on a farm at that age, that'd be nothing. They'd be like, yeah, but okay. we didn't. We're from like mill towns and shit. Yeah, so we had to be fair. That bring nowadays they, sh- they sh- should show that more to twelve year olds. Yeah, it should be traumatizing. Yes, yes. Take them out strange ways as well. That, that'll learn. Skirt straight. <laughs> Never have sex or commit crimes. Combine the two. On the way to strange ways, put the video of the birth on in the court. Did anyone ever see the video about the kid playing on like the power lines? Uh, railway lines. We had railway, uh, railway line lines. Videos. There's a power lines one. Like if you know, fireworks. Fireworks. Yeah. Mm, don't like explosives and hold them in your hand until they go off. Might yeah, then you see like a kid is really sad and you think you fucking dickhead. I'm really sad why I blew my hand off. Blew my hand off. Actually, should have fucking thrown it away. Then. You know what? I remember watching Linkin Park at uh, uh, MEN a couple of years ago. Yeah, the safety video. The real way safety video. <laughs> well, to be fair, back. only twelve-year-olds would go to a Linkin Park instead of an opening band. We're gonna uh, watch a social. <laughs> fuck <laughs> you. I've seen Linkin Park and I was the tallest person there by a clear two feet. Yeah, I went well, to see Blink Lake. I walked M-E-M. amongst them like a god yeah. amongst ants. Uh, uh, well, you know what? I don't know what kiddie friendly version you went to, but the version this I is a download the version I went to, the actual concert I went to, is a very mixed crowd and a lot of people there older than me. That's anyway, because those kids who I'd seen them with have grown the up. Point of the story. Were they all smoking drugs? I don't recall. <laughs> anyway. uh... The point of this story was that obviously I had to get on the Metrolink on the way home, otherwise I would never travel on the Metro. And uh, they had, you know, they've got those... <laughs> little... middle class for trams. <sighs> anyway, you know, they've got those posters on the top of the trams, you know, the little rectangular posters. Mm. The other poster, it was, a, it was in November I went watching them, and it was obviously bonfire firework night time, and there was a poster about... Uh, don't play with fireworks, whatever, and it shows this, like, chav with his hood up, and... Uh, and like a horrible burn on his face, and you know, a proper like miserable, scowly, chav facial expression. He just looked at him and thought, "What a dickhead!" You know, he didn't care if he got exploded by a firework. You know, that's bad advertising. Exploded. I wish they were. I'd go down that children's hospital and laugh at them and go, "Fucking idiots!" Do you want some burn ointment? You can't have any. <laughs> and they just lick it, lick the boy burn ointment out the jungle. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Cut to two hours later, you're in the bed next to you. Worth it. Worth it. No, if you're gonna be a retard like that, you know, if you're gonna I think be stupid, it forms part of natural selection. Yeah, it's natural selection. So I don't feel. Sorry for people like that. I remember seeing this video on YouTube of this this stupid kid being... In fact, there's so many of these videos. I've just thought of another example. This stupid kid kicking away at this, like, um, like brick slabbed wall. And it's like, it's like bowing a bit. And then he puts his foot through it and the brick above yeah, the... clamps down on his foot. And he's there going, ah! Then the, the 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 camera stops as they run to his help. Run to his help. Yeah. So another one the other day. There's these these like four or five knobheads who are like probably like thirteen years old in their hoodies, 
They're on like uh, they're in like a, a playground, and they've got one of those stupid fucking scooters oh, on the on the, the roundabout. on the roundabout, and they put put the back wheel on it, and there's two of these dickheads Sitting on this roundabout, and it spins around super quick, and one of them just catapults off. I thought I really hope he got brain damage. I really did. <laughs> that, now isn't damage. that? How are we gonna learn, Dan? There was a video I watched. Work, they'll never do it again if he got brain damage. <laughs> he, <laughs> wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to do most <laughs> he things. Do, yeah, he wouldn't do a lot of things. Got to the toilet. It depends how brain damaged. Uh, Maybe if he lost the left side of his body. Quadraspaz. On a life plug. Yeah, if he was quadraspaz. We're going into dark territory here. I saw a video a couple of years ago of these idiots in America, or Canada, wherever, somewhere in North America, where it's like. Again, Canada. You've just yeah. stop shitting no. on Canada with your uh, hurts. No, because I only say this because uh, it was a very snowy location. So it was clearly somewhere in North America. Uh, really? Oh, Sweden. Except they had North American accents. So. Tourists. Yeah. What? No, it was clearly. It was clearly <laughs> anyway. Um, these kids, these teenagers, uh, were like they were on a, a snowy covered railway track. And they poured kerosene or some kind of petrol or whatever on one of the wooden bars. What do they call the wooden beams under Sleepers. It? A sleeper. They uh, covered a sleeper in some kind of fuel and set it on fire. Was it in the bat signal? <laughs> that would have been epic. <laughs> uh, no, it was just, they literally just, the whole beam, there was no prejudice towards this beam. The entire beam was set alight. Anyway, p- uh, what's the word? Pillar? No? Sleeper. sleeper. Sleeper, thank you. The entire sleeper was set afire. Anyway, uh, this kid, this guy, this teenager, runs through it, setting his legs on fire, setting his jeans on fire, <laughs> and uh, and then he. We said a train came and killed him. <laughs> well, no, but then... my day get any worse. I'm gonna go. <laughs> well, he then gets down. He gets down on his hands and knees and tries rolling himself out in the snow. Except the fire doesn't go out, and the video cuts off with him screaming in agony as all his friends try to bat the flames out. <laughs> and yeah, let's just say he won't be doing that. Any video of a um, drunk American college student who set, keeps repeatedly setting his hair on fire? Yeah, I've seen that. And then lighting Doritos from his hair and then eating them. He sounds like an idiot. What the fuck? What would possess you? No matter how drunk you get. I got pretty drunk last night. At no point did I think, you know, I'll top this evening off. It's simple, setting my head on simple fire. Simple attention. Look at me, everyone! Yeah. Speaking of the bat signal, that was reminded me about a funny joke in, in terms of uh, the Dark Knight Rises. You know how they've only got so much time to save Gotham before it explodes? Yes. It still has fucking time to go up a big tower, specifically paint it in fuel that will resemble the bat signal, then creep across this fucking frozen river without it breaking, just to appear and go, like, like the flare. And then, obviously... Sets this big fucking bat signal light. So Why not just go into ba- go into Gotham, find this fucking bomb, and then piss off? Yeah, yeah, wait, yeah Jim Gunn's that, that looks really nice. Yeah. Oh fuck it, you could have. We could have been killed, you dick. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, but the film was so good, it doesn't matter. I love that film. I love it to bits, but having no. listened to um, a Kevin Smith podcast where. They just go on about a lot of the plot holes. Don't, not that uh, I can't whoa, 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 whoa. Kevin Smith, master of the narrative. Also, uh, I'm only saying you can, point out pl- you can point out plot holes. I'm no fucking writer, but if I can point something out, it doesn't mean it's any less valid. I'll tell you what you can also point out specifically about Kevin Smith films. 
just looking at them, the big the big streaks of shit that are all over them. That's just my point. <laughs> well, Ned, sir. Well, uh, red states. It's one of those red states. Fucking awesome. You know what I liked? I liked the uh, the photo that you showed everyone of you, me, and our friend Chris uh, in the audience, front row audience of the Kevin Smith gig we went to, mm-hmm. and. Uh, was that and you pretending to laugh? It was Stu pointed out, I'm not laughing, I'm grimacing. <laughs> <laughs> no one forced it to Chris Reed's just looking down. <laughs> but another thing is, I love The Dark Knight Rises. It's definitely one of my two favourite films that I've seen this year. The other one being The Hobbit, for the record. And, uh, okay. No. Fuck off. The uh, Hobbit is, has... Uh, but, 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 but. Let me finish my yeah, point. Yeah, but, but, but. But as much as I love the Dark Knight Rises, yeah, of course there's flaws in it. Like you, like you might ask when he escapes that prison in the middle of nowhere, wherever it is. You might ask I've got the answer for that. What, how he got back to Gotham? Yeah, because it's Bruce fucking Wayne. Exactly, okay? It doesn't matter. If the film's great, it doesn't matter, you know? There is, there's plenty of plot holes in it, but to be fair, you can overlook them. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. You know. I, I can I happily watch it and again and hopefully I'll be getting it for Christmas and now. remember all the listeners who think that the Avengers is the best film ever it isn't <laughs> Pete Avengers is awesome though. it, it was good awesome. it is it wasn't awesome. awesome it was good it, for an ensemble film it was very good but it you've wasn't, never been a Marvel reader though really no but I, I, that doesn't I believe you should view it with with just unbiased eyes, objectivity. And to be fair, the story was incredibly basic. Scary aliens coming to Earth, uh, repelled by heroes. But it's a superhero film. It's going to be. Yeah, well, and then you look at the Dark Knight, which is incredibly complicated and and intricate and a character piece more than anything. Whereas Avengers was just like that's that's the point between Marvel and DC. DC generally goes more adult oriented, whereas, whereas Marvel's very much child oriented. Well, I think Nicholas not necessarily Newman. childish, but it's more open to that was a look very, at all the crazy shit. That's that was happening. a kid friendly film. Well, I think Nick will agree with me on. Uh, I think Nick will agree with me on this. I've seen two Joss Whedon films at the cinema this year. Cabin in the Woods was better than Cabin in the Woods was fun. I've still not seen that yet. Better, better than the Avengers. Yeah, well, yeah, I'd say that's probably my favorite film of the year, or one of them. Now, Hobbit, I take a bit of... Right, I did enjoy The Hobbit. It right. was good, but it was way too long. Uh, you know what, at the time, zoomed by for No, me. I, I was very conscious of how long I'd been there. I was, I was like, this is... There was so much they could have chopped out of that. And there's another film to come. Another two uh, films to come. They're doing it as a trilogy. Yeah, yeah even though it's only one book. Wait, no, right, yeah. Mother, Robin. Yeah, they've already added loads time of shit out, to Time out, time out, time out. It's not just incorporating The Hobbit, it's all the appendices of The Lord of the Rings encompassing all the stuff that went on in the background, which get, which is sub, subject matter that gets covered in The Lord of the Rings, and it's the 60-year period between that and Fellowship of the Ring linking the two together. They, is, are, they, is, they are extending it, and they're extending it for one reason, and that is... Money! Money. Would you either, A, then rush the story... I'd rather than tell it properly. They do tell it properly. But so they they've, they've st- added to it. But yeah, they have to but pad the it stu- on Yeah, but the stuff can't. they've added to it is stuff from the appendices, okay? Uh, Gandalf's little mission, uh, which will be which will be further explored in the second one. What about the Paylock? Right, right, the Paylock, yeah, uh, the Paylock has been added, just like uh, Lord of the Rings, they added Lurch in the Fellowship and Gothmog in Return of the King, because the enemy needs a face. 
Um, so I'm all for the payoff arc, but the fact well, I is, thought the payoff arc was one of the highlights of the film. The thing is, right? But the thing is, there are 13 dwarves all vying for screen time, okay? If you, unless you want to rush the job, you need proper character development. And, you know, and how do you do that? You make a long film. I yeah, but, but, right, the, I didn't particularly enjoy the Hobbit book. I thought it was kind of, it was very childish. And to be fair, this, this isn't as dark as Lord of the Rings. It's not, meant, it's not meant to be. It's not meant to be, but they still sort of position it to be in the same sort of tone. As Lord of the Rings and no, can I ask a really dumb question? No, yeah, the boot release, which came first, was it the Hobbit then Lord of the Rings, or was Lord of the Rings? Pretty sure it was the Hobbit first, wasn't it? It was the Hobbit. Then there was a twenty-year period before the Lord of the Rings came out, and then by the time he'd written Lord of the Rings, he realised he needed to rewrite some of the Hobbit. There's there's two songs. I'm a massive Middle Earth geek. You could probably ask me. There's anything. two. There's two songs in it. And I'm thinking, I is there a dance songs, that, songs, yeah. that are, songs that are in the book. Yeah, but the songs in Lord of the Rings. <sighs> yeah, but there's songs almost every other page in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and thankfully they were cut out. Well, you know what? What I, wasn't cut out was the I'd 17 endings full of faggy f- uh, songs. I'd would have hated the, that trilogy. The book was. I, I couldn't I get past the first it. book because it was that that <laughs> fucking puerile and. There's two songs at the very beginning of of the Hobbit, and I instantly face palmed at the first one because it's not like it's not like the advert song where it's it's the guy who's trying to be Aragorn but's only a fucking midget. <laughs> just imagine it all this uh, going just here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck's that? No, no, yeah. it's it's them singing as they're clearing up, and you think this could Char- have been cut. Character <laughs> development. Pardon? Character development. What they're singing? Yeah. They should. Have, they could have just cut it. it well, they didn't. So deal I know because I'll deal with it because he's he deal with it. He's way too. He's dealing with it. He's uh, exposing his rage on podcast. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't feel. I just didn't care for any of them. I didn't care for any of the characters. And I didn't care for any of the Avengers. I didn't care for any of the Expendables. You know, I. Are you f- just saying that for Gannon? <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, it does. What no, comes right, to you? Yeah. Like, I didn't like. Wait, no, I'm so, no. The Your event, mum does right. not love you. The Expendables is now. I like Sliced Alone, okay, and Rocky is a well-written film, okay. But the event, uh, the Avengers, uh, Expendables is a terrible written film. Bad character development. A very there is me- no character development. A very mediocre film. Well, that's the only thing. That's the, deliberate. Yeah. No, it's not deliberate. Yes, it, it is. No, because it clearly takes us. I I appreciate the sequel, which I haven't seen. I appreciate the sequel. Acknowledges that it's uh, a bit of a Mickey take. It's dealing with a lot of '80s stars, but the first one takes itself very seriously. Um, there are bits where it does take itself seriously. The whole scene with Thinger Chapo, a wrestler, doing his Mickey monologue Rock. that was shit. And yeah, I will agree. The second one just goes, "Well, that not even tried to put any kind of fucking plot in this." There is a bit of an attempt, but even <laughs> e- Expendables one. That even that knows exactly what it is, and that is let's get everybody who is in the eighties action film scene together in a film as many as we can get and blow shit up, and then next Mendels two is that times itself with Chuck Norris. With Chuck Norris. Wait, did you? Uh, let's use a strong word like love. Did you love the Expendables? What the first one? Yeah. No. Right. So why I was a little bit disappointed with the Expendables, I but that's because I had purely very very lofty expectations about it. But it was, 
very slow at the beginning and had too many plot elements in it which were shit yeah there wasn't enough action but then in the last half hour or whatever it is it fucking pulled it back yeah and Expendables 2 is like all of the last half hour of that stretched over 90 minutes I stand by what I say any one of them all of them could have been killed in the Expendables and I wouldn't have cared because I didn't care about any that's, 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 that's not your not your childhood not your scene no oi what? It's not that at all, okay? It's not because... What's best in life? That crumb quote. Uh, <laughs> the film is not seen. He's not seen Commando. No, right, no. Which no, you are No, you are twisting this around. You are making it into something it's not. We are judging that film on its own merits, not because of who's in it. The characters no, no. were poorly written. It wouldn't have made a difference if any one of them, or all of them, got killed. What I've took umbrage with is, is I've said, it's a film that like, speaks to our childhood of being action films and kids in the 80s. And then you went, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, what Meaning do you that you're implying that you were also an 80s action film fan, yet you've seen no. probably three. First of all, probably three is more is more accurate <laughs> than none, so fuck you. Secondly... Fuck me, fuck you, piece of shit. Secondly, <laughs> um, again, don't judge it by the stars in it. We're judging it by its own film, its own merit, OK? It was a bad plot, bad characters. The whole side story with uh, Jason, one-trick pony Lee... Not Jason Lee, Statham. I like Jason Lee. Jason, Sta- Jason One Trick Pony Statham and his love interest. Man, that was, you know, that was pointless. Just, it was... No, it wasn't, because if no, for nothing else, we got the pitch-perfect line of him stabbing the basketball. Again, you know... That, uh, I can't remember the line now. It's so <laughs> yeah. memorable, I forgot it. <laughs> it's so memorable. <laughs> it's just, yeah. What's wrong with Jason Statham? He's a one-trick pony. I like Jason Statham. He's a one-trick pony. He's a British actor who has made a career in a predominantly American market. Mm -hmm. And he does good films. Yeah. Oh, he's done... He does daft films. He's done some terrible films. He's done some fantastic films. Yeah, he's also done some serious terrible films. Transporter Transporter is is gack. Transporter's a terrible film. And I like Transporter too. Transport oh, it, it is on no level near the perfection of action that is Crank. I prefer the Transport films. Film. The I've got Crank. I've not actually watched Crank it is one of the best like. action films that has ever been made, and as no one ever appreciates it for what it is, and that's because it's so incredibly clever that no one gets it. <laughs> it is. It is. It's so. It works at so many levels, and that people are like, oh, it's Jason Statham in fucking film. Snatch is a fantastic film. Okay. Uh, in, the, in the name of the king yeah. is not a fantastic film. <laughs> Alright, well, but you can go through Robert De Niro's no, um, we had, we had filmography this, we had and go, amazing, 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 shit. shit, shit, shit. We had this conversation on one of our very early podcasts. There's not a single actor in the world who's not done a shit right film. Then. However, again, this is not about the actors and their own individual merit. The Expendables as a film, and it has some actors I like in it. I like the actor David Zayers, who plays the Colonel character in it. Um, it had the Nogueira brothers in it. Yep. I liked the Colonel. He doesn't even know. <laughs> I liked, uh, I liked uh, David Zayas. I liked his character. I liked, I can't remember his real name, but the guy who played Sal Maroney in The Dark Knight. I liked him in it. He was the big. Eric Roberts. Thank you. Uh, super tangerine skin. Um, he always plays the same dickhead character. He does. However, just, yeah, it's a very mediocre film, and uh, again, any character could have died in that. Like, yeah, What's your you. view on action films, though? Uh, the thing is, right, you know why I enjoyed what well, you know why I enjoyed Expendables enough that I want to watch the second one. I said it's a very mediocre film. It is, but if you watch it with your brain turned off, which I did, 
It was a very watchable well, film. I think, I think I th exactly. I think a good action film is a film that you can enjoy with your brain turned off. Mm -hmm. And it is very hard for me to enjoy a film without critiquing everything. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it enough that I want to watch the sequel, which everyone says is better than the first one. I, I kind of agree with Dan. Um, I was disappointed in Expendables, and to be honest, I don't think an action film has to be so stupid that you have to switch your brain off. There's plenty of action films that are clever. That engage you, mm. that keep you on the edge of your seat and keep you guessing and Definitely. don't make you realise you're watching a film. Expendables is, uh, both films are homage films. But I feel you can have a homage film that still keeps, that is still its own entity. Yeah. Like Kill Bill. Kill Bill's a fucking homage to yeah. well, Kill Bill 2 is an absolute wank. Yeah, but Kill and Bill... first of all, is arguably... Shit. I disagree with you entirely, and I think a lot of people would. Well, and, I'm, but I'm still, sure it it's still the point is that it's still its own entity, yet it's still sort of paying homage to a specific style of cinema. But it's still distinctly its own movie. It's not just a, yeah, let's get these people together and crank, crank out a movie. Also, also directed by a film. very clever director. Well, yeah. But, it's, but that Expendables isn't. I still feel you can you can make a film pretty with with a very simple. Dan said Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard's a very simple story. Um, good plot. You care about the characters. Good plot. You care about the characters. You know, and it's it, mm -hmm. the, the the directing's not like with like a flourish like Tarantino does. It's very economic. It just does does what it says on the tin. And well, I, don't, I I think this is. A more case a bit like um, thing, um, that Marvel film Avengers, Avengers. like that's a, a dumb film full of set pieces if you want more storyline and shit you watch those individual no, characters but, films no but I I, I felt the, the characterisation in Avengers was really good All, every character had his little moment um, the only thing the only bit that I thought was really lacking in Avengers was the overarching story and that it was so weak and so Shallow that you just and also you of course realize, hmm, none of these people are gonna ever die or be in any form of peril except poor Agent Coulson. Yeah, the thing is as well, who's come back to life in traditional comic book form is getting a series, the Shield. Oh really? Hmm. We'll see if that ever happens. That'll be, no, that'll be, I happening. like Agent Coulson, so that'll be interesting. I like him um, as well, but he's not a leading actor. The thing is, and again, you will totally agree with me on this because we've had this conversation before. Another flaw of the Avengers, and it's not so much their fault, but a uh, massive flaw of the Avengers is that the Hulk, Thor, and Iron Man are incredibly overpowered compared yeah. to Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Captain America. Yeah, right? like, like during the film at the end in the big action sequence, you've got Captain America. Who's just giving off? What's a face, and then born arrow guy on the ground, basically taking on taking on like ones and twos of like the the gribbly aliens, and then you've got fucking Thor, Hulk, and Iron Man, Hulk, Hulk, Hulk. and Iron Man, it's the northern one is wearing a flat cap, <laughs> <laughs> like flying about in the sky, killing fucking legions of them without without a care in the world, and you think, yeah, and Tony Stark's going, I'm bringing the party to you, which is yeah. yeah, and then then you've got like Captain America going, hmm, what can we do about this? Black Widow woman's like, uh, I'm really kind of shit at everything, and then Bone Arrow guy with his fucking Legolas quiver. Just thing is, right, I like Captain America, so I'm glad they made him the leader. Yeah, I did as well. Uh, but, you but, know, Hawk, Hawkeye is a great uh, archer. He's no Legolas, but he's a great archer. But, yeah, you got Black Widow, who's just got a pistol. What's know? her skill? 
Sex. Master Spy. Sex. Master Spy. Uh, the, the one she dresses in black. The one. The one. Master that... Spy. He was like, hang, hang on. If I'm going to pick out a spy in a lineup, hmm. This her looks like well, a regular be... person. Then there's this woman in this skin-tight black suit with guns. Well, what was she wearing at the beginning when she was being interrogated? I thought that was all. I, it was all right. again every moment that every character had the moment in that film, and they all had good moments. Like, Plus, just, the whole thing they didn't her do power. Before. Her powers were shit. Yeah, but also that's she the problem. Have powers, that's it, which is shit. It's it's grounding though. Yeah, but that's also a problem. That is her best moment in the film, the interrogation. That's her best film, and she already pe- that's her best moment, and she peaks after that. That's it. She's, yeah, she's redundant for the rest of the film. Yeah, and uh, I can still never buy a woman like her battering some hard Russian guys. However, never. never. However, Scarlet, if you're listening, I think you're awesome. You. Yeah. I, I feel like they didn't use the ghost bracelet things with her because that's one of the things in the comics. Yeah, have you heard? Moment, have but... you heard that they've arrested the guy who posted the naked pictures around? So you're right, absolutely. Shouldn't go hacking other people's emails. Should be fucking taking Should... photos of yourself naked and then giving them to people. No. <laughs> that should be the. Uh, you should the law. So you're saying you shouldn't be reading other people's messages without the consent. Yeah. Right. Done. No, come on. That's, getting an Xbox Live message is not the same as a personal what? email. You so, impersonated me, actually, as well. So, uh, that could be like that's fraud. fraud. Just, just, just for listeners, Dan earlier um, noticed that Stuart had a, uh, a message on Xbox Live, and he himself took the controller, opened the message, and then responded as Stu. What happens if that message has been in, like a deeply personal thing, like a deeply personal conversation that Stuart had been having? The most efficient <laughs> means of communication in the, the world. The fact, the fact that Stu was watching me doing it, I think if it had been truly personal, he'd go, no, don't read it! So, uh, it could have been a dumbstruck in disbelief yeah. at what he was yeah. witnessing. <laughs> I disagree. What a tremendous breach of confidence. You know, for, for all of Stu's many flaws, he can be quick-witted, so I think he would have at least had it... <laughs> I think he would have at least had enough... Uh, Wits about him to stop me if it had been that personal. But still. Doesn't make it right. Still, then. then. Doesn't make it right. Well, you know what they say. What do they say? In which country? Oh, you, oh, you know. In which country is that? Do you want the country or the specific. Like Guatemala. They say, you know. <laughs> you, know they say, you know what they say in Guatemala? What? They say, two wrongs don't always make a right, but every now and again they do, so yay. What a flawed that'll country. Be, that'll that be is. remembered forever. It is actually a flawed country. What? Guatemala? Yeah. We're going to get into a big discussion about Guatemala now. No. Maybe another day. Another day, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> hopefully, part two of conspiracy theories. Oh. With Stu. Stu's corner. We oh, met someone last yeah, night. We're getting a guest, potentially. Why are they conspiracy theorists? Yeah. Yeah. What, like a theorist, as in. Yeah. yeah. Are what? they just someone who has a theory? Or no, 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 no. Are like they a, a member? Fan of conspiracy theories. All right. Even goes more extreme to what I like read about, not believe, but he said they he uh, like reads or listens to David Icke. That's a bad sign. I don't know who David Icke is. David Icke used to play in goal for oh, the county. Yeah. Him, I know this guy. Snapped, and now he thinks the Royal Family are li- uh, space lizards <laughs> and shit. Space lizards. I don't know who that is. Is it an old footballer? Yeah, I remember seeing him on like GMTV, like was it like in the nineties? Was it Morgan talking something about that like shit? that? And he comes on the talk show wearing a shell suit and starts spouting off his theories with complete 
straight face, yeah, completely into and it. Everyone's just laughing at him. Huh. Basically saying that they're all family and like the elites are all lizards. lizards and shit. Like he's watched V too many times. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that he's a big figure though he's like he, well, as big tourists in America and shit like in this country because we know his background I don't know if they know that he used to be a footballer and then he's saying this ridiculous shit if it were just some guy who said the ridiculous shit I wouldn't find him as amusing but I like the background to his story of being a footballer on a Netflix there's um, one of his things that we thought we'd watch for a laugh um, where is it the debating hall at Oxford uh, thought oh, this will be good for a laugh but it was packed out and completely deadpan and serious. Yeah. It was like, this isn't as funny as I thought it would be. It's the, slightly disturbing. The thing is, because I'm sure he, he has sort of, inverted commas, facts, but like, I mean, you watch Angels and Demons the other night, and it's the same with the Da Vinci Code and books like that. If you're clever enough and you can pull together, there's enough coincidences in history and and stuff um, that you can pull together information and you can tailor it to your own special beliefs, if you if you want, like I was reading today about the, I mean, of all survived the latest apocalypse, you know, and how that there's still there's still fucking cults out there that said, oh, the world's gonna end, and then it didn't, and then yet they still exist. To be fair, to survive an apocalypse, an apocalypse has to happen in the first place. Exactly. Well, you know, how do we know it didn't? I didn't know it was like this tiniest little blip somewhere. France '98, the World Cup. Argentina's goalkeeper, I think his name was Carlos Roa thought that the world was going to end on, in year 2000 and was like making preparations for it selling his shit yeah I've read that and people selling giving away all their money and all that oh, stuff no, and been, it, doesn't it, was, it was that worried about it he still went to France 98 <laughs> and there's been loads of people well you might as well if you've got something on there's no point in cancelling yeah, plans there's been loads of people who haven't bought anyone Christmas presents and can, can, determined convinced that the world was going to end there was on the actual day of the 21st, there was all the people in Mexico, you know, stood outside the old Mayan temples, holding hands, always expecting something to happen. Um, Were you secretly hoping it had end, so you didn't have to buy anyone any, any presents? <laughs> See, again, I find that very hypocritical coming from you. No, because Dan, Dan would be there going, I want my fucking presents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, I happen to bottle all my presents, I might have to rebuy one tomorrow if it doesn't arrive in the post, it's still not arrived yet. Is it I, I was reading future brother-in-law. I was reading Stu um, today that there was people in China. There was rumours about if on uh, the eve of the apocalypse they climbed up this specific hill, they'd be carried away to safety by aliens. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Superb. It reminded me of you because I can imagine you being up there like ringleading them. with your tinfoil hat on. With your tinfoil hat on and like an luminous yellow jacket, <laughs> directing people. How old? I'm not that safety conscious. <laughs> Stu, how old would you have been during uh, the whole Millennium Bug thing? Um, 17. So what was your take on that? Were you thinking that technology no. was going to fail? Or I, I remember it vividly at the time. Like, there was some reasonable arguments about shit breaking and not working. Yeah. But I didn't think it was the end of the world. Nah, you had to be fooled. There, there was the thoughts about... Like, would you be? Would your bank account get wiped? Computers <coughs> like so suddenly stopping, and, and you know, I'm sure there was a few bugs, but not to the extent that people yeah. sort of suspected there would be. No, like people were saying fucking airplanes are going to fall out the sky, and and stuff. It's like no. It's that always hard to uh, guy where they did literally just stop in midair and fall <laughs> completely mm. down. It's, uh, I suppose it's hard to get people scared and following this on New Year's Eve when everyone's getting pissed. Yeah. <laughs> like, Everyone be scared. No, fuck it. Grabbing tits. 
pissing in alleys or vomiting if you feel. Yeah. I can't even remember the like, <laughs> I, was, I, I was 18, so it was like the peak. You can't have been 18. No, you were 17. Was it 17? Well, 17, 17, 18 was the peak of my part. Oh, no, no, no. It was. So he's older. No, no, Because we finished school in 99. Yeah. So I would have had my 17th birthday in October okay. in 99. Yeah. yeah. So, boom. Yeah, I was... I maffed you all. I had... Uh, I was 18 <laughs> as well. Yeah. 18? Yeah. You can't have been. Why? We were born in 1982. Mm-hmm. 18. All right, okay, I guess I was 14. All right, all right, I'd have been 14. So I parted the fuck out of the New Year's that year. I can't remember. I celebrated... We, uh... I, we spent New Year's Eve 1999 in a lovely hotel in Liverpool. It was nice. I just got fucking shit faced somewhere. But again, I was 14. It wasn't. I wasn't. You know, uh, I wasn't really in a position to go to a raging party. And any plans this year, gentlemen? I, I, again, I peaked at the Millennium every New Year. This is we'll, ne- we'll, we'll not. I'll never top this. We'll never top it. So I've not really bothered since. You so. know, I generally, as a rule, don't care for New Year's Eve it's called, I don't like the social stigma that goes with it you know the people who start planning it like over a month in advance I I don't really care for that because you know you know next thing you know it's like a week till New Year's Eve and you still don't know what you're doing and people almost make you look you know stupid or loserish or antisocial for not having any plans I just I just don't really care for that you know I love Christmas Christmas is a big deal but New Year's Eve is anticlimactic Yes, too many nobbeds. Too many nobbeds out. Do you remember the New Year's Eve we nearly died? Was <laughs> that so when we had pizza with sleet on it? Sleet on it, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was going to be like a really interesting story there. Yeah, well, right. we, went to, we went to Lee. <laughs> Again, anticlimactic. Thinking yeah. we were going to get a cab back. They set off at about half twelve because it was only me and him went out and he copped off with a bird with prison tattoos. <laughs> was that that night? Yeah. And I was wow, she approached was... a woman? Hmm? You approached a woman? I bet she had prison tats, yeah, she prob- approached him. Yeah, probably. One step <laughs> away from being clubbed over the head and his lifeless body being yeah. danced with on This is stuff. Lee, by the way. Yeah. Um, Have you ever been out on a night out in Lee? Is Lee around Wigan area? It's, yeah, it's in the borough of Wigan. I, I've been, I, no, the, probably the closest I've been to a night out there is a night out in Wigan, so no. And we decided, right, time for it to go on. It's been snowing. We're going to get a cab. Um, I'm making a drink. But it's like, no, we'll walk it. It'll be okay. Not wearing coats, just wearing shirts. And it's a, what, a two-mile walk home? Yeah. And then it started snowing. It's like, oh, this isn't too bad. Then sleet. And we got halfway home. Decided to sit at a bus shelter and manically laugh. (laughs) Because we just... We're gonna die soon, aren't we? Stage three hypothermia. <laughs> this reminds me of the uh, the time you thought you were gonna die, Stu, because you had yeah. to walk three miles. Yeah, that's the when I sent Carl the death text. <laughs> the death text. And I was that like, drunk and cold. That um, <laughs> I was at only Aberton Cemetery, so I'd practically made it home, but I'd just in my mind given up. I was that cold <laughs> and drunk, and I sent a text only to Carl. So what that says about him, I don't know. And then uh, just gibberish. And, um, <laughs> I remember something about that. Like, that I was going to die, and that was the only bit that was legible. Just letters, letters, letters. I'm going to die, or something like that. <laughs> letters, letters, letters. <laughs> I remember being on the phone too when you walked back from Bolton to Allen. 
was on the phone oh, yeah, for a quarter, well. three three quarters of an hour talking him through because it was a lot long. <laughs> right. Why don't you get the bus, Jim? I'll get a cab. No, it's cheaper. I've got booze as well, so it's alright. So, so Dan, as a uh, a non-believer in New Year's Eve or non-celebrator, does, right, does that no. mean does that mean you don't do like, oh, yeah, New Year's no, resolutions no. or anything like that? Uh, well, I do and I don't. The thing is. The thing is, I've been to some crappy New Year's Eves before, you know. That's why, again, New Year's Eve is not a big deal for me. The the last awesome New Year's Eve I had, last year was actually very good. I went to a fantastic party last year. That was that was really good. I can't remember what the hell I did last year. Um, did that one last year, really enjoyed that. I had a fantastic one, New Year's Eve 2008. That was a fantastic one. But, you know, there's been too many... Too many bland ones too many where I've gone to someone's house and it's just actually been very boring and I New Year's Eve do you remember when I do you remember uh, when I randomly came in HMV to, to start a one year with a shaved head do you remember, do you remember no. my shaved head I know that you've done it but I can't remember what you look like other than a crack addict or yeah but, but yeah, but, got severe no, age uh, uh, so I knew <laughs> there's lines man what line what have I crossed we might have someone with age listening. Um, anyway. Then they'll know what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. Sorry, potential AIDS victim. I think. Apparently it's very if, manageable now. If we do have someone with AIDS listening, and that's got the worst thing bigger that's things on the mind than <laughs> yeah. me referencing that you look like you have AIDS. That's, it's, that's a, it's a very unpleasant thing to say to someone, though, isn't it? It's all saying that your mum doesn't love you. Yeah. And Essentially said, more and damaging. Never said that your mum doesn't love you, you said that my mum loves me. No, you did no, say you, that my so, mum doesn't love me. I don't remember saying that. You I remember, did? I remember saying Well, that, we're going to listen and we're going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> You I'll know start what? it off. I'll, I'll reenact the. Uh, I'll put the quote at the beginning. I did like that at the end of the. I did like that during the last podcast. Actually, uh, there was a post-production recording done by Phil. Post-edit, yeah. Uh, where he proved me to be mistaken about something. Anyway, completely uh, serendipitous as well. As soon as the ending of that edit, Dan says, "I don't recall hearing sleigh bells." Does anyone else? <laughs> it's like completely pitch perfect and I'm not meant to do it. New Year's Eve 2006 I remember shaving my head uh, at a party because the party was that dull and boring shaving my head sounded like a fun thing to do that is the fucking actions of a madman get this party shit <clears throat> let's get this shit started <laughs> I bet it was just get that cut off. no no it would have been stood in the middle of the room just going really slowly like that <laughs> and then there's, there's someone going done done and like nothing <laughs> It's kind of like the scene from um, Full Metal Jacket. Mm-hmm. But there you go. So I don't know. New Year's Eve is just. So you know. what, what's your resolution this year? Uh, see, I never stick. You know, I always think that resolutions are meant to be real because my resolutions are all the same. Stop swearing. Not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, be nice to people. That's not going to happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just try and be patient. Not going to happen. It's like something simple, like um, fill your car more often. Yeah. That will happen. Look, look where you're parking. Wanna, uh, Become a megastar. Yeah. Not last, not ha- last New Year's. Last New Year's was pretty good. Continue to turn down roles in soap operas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that will be successful. Not you last New Year's. New Year's before went to yours. What did we do? It's, oh, I've got Command One Blu-ray. Oh, let's have a see what it's like. 
kept it on. No wrong with that's that. That's how we saw the new year and watching Arnie shoot. Oh, I thought that was your resolution to watch Commander. No. That's a successful resolution. Worst New Year's Eve I've ever had was New Year's Eve 2009, which is the only New Year's Eve I've celebrated in Bolton Town on a night out. And Does that mean you came to mine? Oh, no, scratch that. It's the first time. I, I've celebrated New Year's Eve twice in Bolton Town, rather. And, uh, I just, what a poor, aren't they? I, yeah, I just don't yeah. dig it. I've been invited this year to celebrate in Manchester, and all I'm thinking of already before it's even New Year's Eve, I'm already thinking... It's going to be too busy. I'm not going to be able to, to get home. How do I get home? Am I really going to be able to get that drunk? Just uh, that already oh, sounds like a massive headache. I went last year. Was uh, I spent the night in Manchester. Uh, went to Fab Cafe, and it wasn't overly busy. But did you get to stay in Manchester? Were you, were you put yeah, up in yeah, a hotel? Had, See, that's the thing. I'd be going back home. I'm not into it. I had um, uh, an apartment hotel, which was really, really nice. Yeah, so have you not got any resolutions this year? Um, not particularly. I've never Just things that. I want to. I've started, and in light of recent events, kind of stopped. And like I started drinking more in the week again, and I've stopped doing that. Started exercising a bit more, and then that's kind of stopped. So I think you should. Not necessarily a resolution. More as, as something I've not done. Or I'm going to give up X. I think it's just get back to being good, a good boy again. I think on New Year's Eve you should start smoking. And then give it up. And then resolve to give up smoking, yeah. Then you'll save yourself loads of money. Yeah. What if he can't kick the habit and he's needlessly... <laughs> fucking done! ...needlessly got hooked on cigarettes just to make a shitty little personal joke with himself. That's about the worst reason to start smoking. <laughs> I'd love that. 24 hours of smoking and you're addicted and just like, now you hate me. Excellent. What about you, Stu? I don't set them. I never have. No? Never interested yourself? Why, why don't you set one this year? I don't understand the the concept of it. Well, no one keeps them. I'm sure some people do. Yeah, but they'll, they'll keep... They'll keep... New Year's... They'll keep resolutions that are doable, you know? They'll keep resolutions like, uh, you know... I'm going to see Doreen down the street more often. You know, it's like... It's simple, it's, <laughs> Doable stuff like that. It's Everyone person. wants to see Dorian down the street more she, often. She makes a mean pie. Cream pie. That's a little less obvious than the, the poontang pie I was going to reference. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I looked into what chipped beef is. Uh, did you Urban Dictionary? I did. I went straight on Urban Dictionary and, uh, and now I know. <laughs> so, I'll ask you again. Chip beef? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Nick, New Year's resolution. It's quite simple. Uh, I'd like to resolve to crush my enemies, <laughs> see them <laughs> driven before me, and then hear the lamentation of their women. That is good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> that's how. That's that's what's best in life, Dan. Do you not remember when that was my text notification noise? Yeah. <laughs> like, I used to put my phone on top of the locker at work, and then you just hear yeah. and you're barking. Go on! What is best in life? I remember annoyingly, uh, someone had a, a message tone, a text message tone, uh, that the text message tone was an entire long song, and if you were on dinner in the staff room, you had to put Kenny up... Kenny used to have that. Yeah, you had to put up with that, a four-minute crap pop song whilst you were watching something on the TV, and uh, just for one text message. Yeah, that annoyed me. I do miss that element of HMV where you could take anything off the shelf and go upstairs and watch it. Yeah. 
It was that. I did watch some you classic know what? films. Right, to be fair, you know, we've bitched a lot about HMV in some of these podcasts. It had its perks. It definitely had its plus yeah. points. And it brought it brought us together. Isn't that nice and mushy? Yeah. <sighs> Hunting temps. That's what I enjoyed. But you never... I did. What, did when none of us were, were there? Um, he was there. She went to temp, though. Who are you she referring to? Youth, youth training scheme. <laughs> Who are you referring to? Hannah. Oh, you, you, the girl you were seeing when I started? I wasn't really seeing her. The girl who was fired for stealing a porn film <laughs> called, <laughs> called Cox and Throbbers. Yes. <laughs> Who's also affectionately known as Klepto. Yeah. Klepto and son. No, I, this is the ironic thing. When I started HMV, I was seeing a girl called Hannah. And, uh, and I met Stu, who was seeing a girl called Hannah, and I, uh, and I remember thinking, yeah, I remember thinking, yeah, yeah, I've got something in common with someone, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be, that'd be a fantastic introductory conversation. We could be friends. We've I got asked got, you. My girlfriend's called Hannah. <laughs> Remarkable. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, should we go for a drink? <laughs> <laughs> you know, on my very first day at HMV, I was asked for a drink after work, and, uh, and I said, oh, uh, I don't know, I've already arranged a lift home. And, uh, and they were like, right, fine, there's a man. I was like, no, 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 I'll come, I'm going to want it to fit in, you know. And I remember we all went to Varsity and hung out in the beer garden. And uh, little did I know that I would then be there for three years and ten months. I've been at my place of work for six years. That was a long month contract, I fucking took it. If I get to, if I get to March next year... I'll have been at the PPA for three years and ten months, which means if I stay till April next year, I'll have been there longer than my tenure at HMV. That's quite depressing. Then quit. It's not quitting isn't an option. There needs to be a better job on the table. I can't just leave for another job. You know, it has to be a step. It has to be a climb up the ladder. I had an informal job interview a few weeks ago and decided it wasn't for me. What, what was the job? Faces of Disco. What? Explain. There was <laughs> what? a. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a performance group called... You, you, you were literally going to be the face of disco. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what, that's one way of saying it, yeah. So, like, if you were to ever see, like, go into a record shop and there'd be, like, a disco section, there'd be disco, then the picture of your face. Dan staring back at you. <laughs> Good God. There's a performing. There's a performance group called Faces of Disco. They actually found fame on Britain's Got Talent a couple of years back. I hate them more, it? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, they Every were... Every time I hear performance groups, I, I just... Yeah. Legs akimbo from uh, <laughs> League of Gentlemen pops into my head. Anyway, they do a lot of corporate gigs and they do weddings and birthdays and stuff like Bar that. Mitzvahs. And What? Brisses? Bar mitzvahs? Funerals? You know, actually, yeah, in the next year they've got two bar mitzvahs lined up. Yeah, anyway, they do a lot of corporate gigs and weddings and birthdays and stuff and there's a lot of money to be made from it. But... If I took the job and I was genuinely interested, just because it would be a laugh and a change of scenery and I'd get to make some good money and, and meet some interesting people, couldn't do it because if I do it, time will be very constricted. I won't be able to do other commitments that I want to do. And I'm so going, what is isn't that a, a foot in, kind of, into the industry? Yeah, but not in, not in the way I want to do it, though. Um, but but doing what you're doing goal. isn't at all. You know, look, trust me, it wasn't the right decision. I was genuinely interested, but... but what, what would you have to do? What would you have had to have done? <clears throat> I would have had to work uh, Wednesday to Sunday in the daytime. Uh, doing what? 
well, the daytime performance is the more grueling aspect of it. That would be uh, that'd be like performing in public places in like town centres. What's it like dancing? Uh, well, yes, but it's, uh, the face of disco is basically people who uh, who do comedic dancing uh, in in cool costumes and with like cardboard cutout faces. Uh, Jesus Christ! Hence. Can you actually professionally dance? I've got you. I've got you. Hey, I can, what do you mean? You can't say. What do you mean? No, you just you haven't even seen me dance. Um, I've seen your pants. Hey, smooth. <laughs> at least I, at least I can dance. I've seen you dance when you're incredibly drunk, and you know, I'd rather have no dancing skills and have. If this was like a, a RPG character, have zero level for for dancing. <laughs> yeah, as opposed to twenty five elsewhere. You know what? <laughs> Drinking girls yeah, like plus twenty five. I'm offering you some life. Uh, Life uh, advice is Jim. If I take life advice off you, then I've took a fucking really wrong turn. So, <laughs> go on. I what, know what he's going to say. Life, and advi- I agree with him. life advice, girls like a guy who can dance. I know that he. Do you dance, know. Nick? No, I've seen Nick dance again. Nick's one of them who doesn't dance unless he's got gallons of alcohol. In yeah, his I have danced. I actually had dance lessons. I've had Spanish dance lessons before. <laughs> It was just no, no, no. It's really fucking. It really used to do my fucking head in, because I was, I was getting. You know, Cammy, don't you? I was getting dragged, dragged by her to dance lessons with another mate and her, his missus. Did you have to wear really tight pants and no, like Cuban no. heels? <laughs> it was really annoying. Cause it was just. It was just the. It was the exact same One girl ginger doing fucking Spanish <laughs> flamenco. Hey, hey, hey! Fuck you. It was, a, it was about the same time I was doing. I just started doing Thai boxing, and obviously. Combine the two. Combine the two, and I was like, no, no, because wait a minute, I you're fucking you dancing, you're, you're crossing your feet, and you're like, what the fuck, what the fuck, and and then then you're at boxing, going, don't cross your feet, don't cross your feet, don't fucking cross your feet, and obviously it didn't gel well, so you I know, went, fuck that shit, I ain't doing that anymore. Don't let these two take the piss out of me. I've got res- I've got respect for you for doing that, for even doing that in the first place. So yeah. Well done. It's something. It's a string to the bow. Anyway, to answer whoever asked it, I can dance. Uh, no, what I mean is... This isn't a CV, by the way. Right, yeah. what, what I was going to say is, at, at my and Stu's work party, they had, like, a dance troupe there who were doing, like, proper badass dancing, mm. and it's not a case that you could sort of learn the steps in a weekend. You had to be a, a pro dancer. Was this? I mean, I, I don't know what these faces of this disco thing do, so... No, is it's it like that. Or no, because uh, the thing the thing is with pro dancers is the thing with face of disco is there has to be personality to it and everything, which, which you know, ideally a, a rounded performer, not just a dancer, a rounded performer or an actor can bring to the table. You know, so it's more just you know. I can't visualise this obviously because of a, a podcast, but you know, it's all just you know, kooky, discoy, vomit. Vomits, you know, uh, but with cool <laughs> costumes and routines and cardboard cutouts. Uh, yeah, I've pulled the website up. Anyway, it would have been a lot of fun. It could have met some people. Yes, you could argue, Stu, it would have been a climb up the ladder, hence why I entertained the idea of having the interview in the first place. But it just wasn't for me. It wasn't what, for what me. put you off? Just certain things that I wouldn't be able to do. Like, again, I'd have to work su- I'd have to work Sunday to... Uh, no, I've got that wrong. I'd have to work Wednesday to Sunday. So you'd have Monday, Tuesday. I'd have Monday and Tuesday. I'd have to work Wednesday to Sunday in the daytime in like town centres, uh, you know, which the first couple of months of the year as well, and the weather's brutal. I'm sure that would be very difficult. Did the yeah. thought of you go through your mind? Did you imagine yourself in front of the steps in Bolton Town Centre 
at 2.30 on a Thursday, doing a disco dance in front of Scanners, going, the fuck are you doing, you gay? Is that what went through your head? Because that's what would go through my head, and then it'd be instantly, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, you know what, that didn't bother me, I don't think Bolton is one of the towns they perform, in, perform to. Um, Stu's just looking at the website now. No, I'm looking at the video of whether on Britain's, Britain's Got Talent. I can't imagine you doing that, Dan. I'm not what grounds? It's, do you mean that? Do you mean look how zany we are? We, I'm wearing the Queen's face and I'm disco dancing. Lol. Yeah. Exactly, and I'm a bit, I'm a bit uh, bitter and dark, and yeah, it's not really my thing. But you know, again, I entertained the idea. I was genuinely very interested. You could have subverted them from inside. How how did you get the? Uh, how did you come space. across the job? Sorry, I was approached. They came to really? me. Really? How did they? How did they come to know of you? Came across my talent profile online. Oh, um, cool. But anyway, I'd have had to work Wednesday to Sunday in the daytime and in, into entertaining towns, and then at night there would you know there would be gigs like birthday weddings, corporate gigs, and then obviously like uh, next year they've got like a contract on with like uh, Blackpool Tower and everything. Use the ballroom there or whatever you know so again I don't doubt that there's money in it you know if you do it well I'm sure there's a lot of money in it it could have met some cool people but again I'd be restricted to those hours it has to be those hours because Face of Disco is a partnership thing it's two dancers okay so if I say oh I can't do this week I want to do such a thing I want to go on such an audition blah 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 that means he can't perform either which means he can't earn any money and that's not fair on him I might want to go to a last minute audition I have holiday plans next year, you know, I might, you know, again, I wouldn't be able to holiday between, like, March and November, just, uh, you know, just, 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 just little it's things. It's a sacrifice you're not willing to make for the so did, potential career. The AKB48 model, then, if you do it in perks, but there's more of you, so that means you can be, this, this group can be performing in different towns at the same time. I don't, yeah, we'd, franchise. we'd be like the North West person so I would I would deprive this guy from earning money in the northwest if I proved to be unavailable it's unfair on him it's unfair on me because again there's other things I want to do again I've got a couple of trips lined up that I want to stick to just it, it's not right for me it was very fun I entertained the idea was genuinely considering it asked a few people's opinions never asked you guys because <laughs> I, I knew that you would shoot down the idea um but, yeah. The only reason I'd shoot that da- idea down is because down. it's not right for me. I, again, I'd be depra- I'd be stopping myself from doing other things, and I've got to put those other things. I wouldn't have said it wouldn't be right for you, but not from a personal sacrifice point of view. I, I, I would have just said I would not categorise you as a person who would do dance theatre. There you go. That's why I would have said I don't think it's right. Which for is you. plus one hetero point for Melly. You're making your way back. Thank you. The thing is. Uh, the thing is, again, you know, I do. Could I have done the job? Yes, I know I could. I could have done it well. Would I have enjoyed the job? In theory, yes. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't for me. And again, you know, this would be a job, not a career. I, I, you know, and it was. Do you want to step into Insta career? No, because it doesn't happen like that. But this job wouldn't have been that pathway. It wouldn't have been that gateway. Well, not not to dispute that, but I mean, people. Lots of big name actors have come from really shocking beginnings. Yeah, yeah but like, I just saw that video and I kind of agree. I was mocking before and suggesting he should have done it, but I've, I've been seeing that. I think that's the only thing that that roots to is being in a like a, a travel tavern 
and hanging yourself after you've been doing it for 12 years. You're going, I, 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 can't da- I do disco dancing, stereotypical disco dancing with the cutouts of famous people on my face. What am I doing? And then, <laughs> kick. <laughs> <laughs> like that. It's a good picture, doesn't it? So there you go. Look, I've st- I made my decision, I stand by it. The, you know, the fact is, you know. I'm quietly confident, I probably say this every year to be fair, I'm quietly confident 2013 is going to be a good year, and what will be will be. You know? Despite having 13 in the number. Absolutely, because I'm not, I'm not into all that, I can happily walk under a ladder, I can happily knock over some salt. The walking under a ladder thing is common sense though. Yeah, someone might drop a hammer on your head. Yeah, or it could skid out collapse. and then it'd fall yeah. on you. So it's not like a black cat issue. <laughs> right, fine, fine. Which, as we all know, is just a glitch in the matrix. All right, and that, that's probably a good a good question to sort of end end the podcast. Have you had a good year? Uh, it's not been the year I wanted because it's been too much a repeat of last year, and I don't like that feeling of repetition. Not in, not enough drastic change has happened. So it's been it's been a fine year. Sure, it's not been Excelsior. What about you, Phil? I think we all know the answer to that question. It's not been a particularly good year or end to the year. Fair enough. Stu? Average. Average? <laughs> Highs and lows. Nothing. It's not a standout year. Nick? Um, I've. An amazing year! Fucking oh, golly all! Well, look at look what I've done this year. Mm. I've technically very nearly completed two films. I've been to America to one of the most amazing places I've ever been in my life I've got a new job I've gotten out of a job that I fucking hated uh, and you I've, moved in with me and I've moved in with Stu which obviously from a flat where I was very very stressed out and very 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 annoyed um, well everyone everyone who, who knows me knew how stressed out I was getting so I've had quite a lot of change this year and experienced quite a lot and yeah, I'd say I've had a good year compared to other years. So yeah, I think I've had a Mine's good year. Mine's not been bad. Just, just no, you think, right, again, mine have not been bad by any means. Uh, but I'm a perfectionist, uh, which is both a great and terrible thing in one. It's a great thing because I will always strive for better. Mm. Uh, it's a bad thing because better will never be enough. Uh, but you know, <laughs> but I'm quietly confident that 2013 is going to be good. I could only imagine you, Dan, as a huge mega celebrity, and how it's not enough. How horrible, horrible you'd be! Thank you. <laughs> you'd be like Christian Bale on the, st- the stage on, the, the, on, on Terminator. But be like, bring me coffee. This coffee is not hot enough. Bring me more minion. <laughs> well, you know when we when we shot the photographer our first day of shooting, went going to next to get my hair and makeup done, and the first thing I did was get his flatmate Rick to make me a two. <laughs> we'll we'll speak of the photographer and our other film project at a later day. We will at, at depth. I feel because because when I mean, sees the light of day. You mean? Well, yeah, obviously when it, when we finally premiere it, and obviously there's so much went into that film that me and Dan have done that we were going to do a director's commentary, but there's so many stories and little caveats and little things and, and facts we could tell about it that you, we could talk for hours about it, I'm sure. And I think once we have watched it and it is out there, I think it will be kind of cool. 
just to talk about it. I think we should still do a commentary anyway. But, oh, yeah. It's but true, it, but true, it's true. true. We will never be able to say as much as we want in 17 minutes, will we? Yeah, there's so many, so much shit we could talk about. Including right. Doggin. Yeah, Doggin's Including... one of the stories that went into the making of the photographer. It's weirdly enough, isn't it? Almost having a breakdown on the second day of filming. Yeah, just, all kinds of crazy shit happened. Mental or vehicular. Mental. Again, I won't spoil anything yet. You'll know the full story in time. But there was a moment on day two where we probably both could have cried. Mm. Uh, but we didn't. Hooray! Yeah. What if... Just think about this now, Nick. Then you think about the dogging story and the knowledge that Dan can run his petrol gauge down to nothing. And not know. <laughs> what if you would have gone... <laughs> like that. And then the guy just approaches... I would like, have... just all from all sides, men with the knobs out, come it's like, you can't like zombies. It's like zombies. First of all, first of all, I would have put a central locking on. Uh, <laughs> and then started you to cry. You would your car. <laughs> That's better than bukkakiing myself or Nick. Secondly... <laughs> In that scenario, I think Nick would... Uh, Throw you into the path and uh, No, it. see, that's not true. The thing is, I would have, I would have to look after the car. It's my car. I'd have to ask Nick to go out and get some petrol. So uh, I thought the the precedent would be to call your mum, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get her to come out during a mass bukkake to give you some petrol. <laughs> you know what? Actually, at the, t- at the uh, I'm not sure if I fully owned the car at that point or not. I can't remember. I might have still been sharing the car with my parents. I don't know. You were. Then they want to be able to come for us. That's <laughs> so that that Why is the car going in semen? That's <laughs> a long story. Long story. You know, that car went through some trials. It, you know, there was, uh, <laughs> yeah. there was one day we needed that car for rehearsals for our film and uh, and uh, couldn't use it because the passenger seat was stained with blood and urine. Uh, so, uh, Real blood and urine. Yeah. From a dog attack victim. Yeah. Seriously, horrific story. What, uh, person or dog? Person. Person uh, Person essentially had their hand bitten off by a dog. And, uh, but that's that's for another part. So, thanks for listening. Uh, as usual, oh. I've been Dan. Well. Mm-hmm. That's Stu. Mm-hmm. And Nick, thank you. And remember, follow us on Twitter, at Words of Pride.